재미와 지식의 오디오 라이프 팝빵. It is time for the final segment of the week here on Primetime News Digest analyzing some of the top stories of this past week and once again joining us from Kyunghee University our good friend law professor Song Seryeon to uh, give us his analysis on the situation professor Song a pleasure thank you for joining us yeah, good to be here let's start with the 2016 budget bill this was actually pretty late breaking mm-hmm. during the week uh, we didn't know if it was going to pass but they did come to an agreement the ruling and opposition parties passed a 386.4 trillion won budget bill for 2016 it's a 2.9% increase from this year's uh, budget they did uh, cut about 300 billion won from what the uh, government had originally asked for uh, right. i suppose <laughs> first um what do you what do you make of where they cut and added and then kind of rejigger the numbers here well they cut about 3.8 trillion won but then again there was an increase of 3.5 Uh, trillion won. So net is about 300 uh, billion won cut. What has increased? Uh, social welfare uh, by 500 uh, billion won. Uh, transportation, logistics, 400 billion. And uh, uh, small business related expenses and uh, uh, energy, 200 billion. They cut uh, defense by 200 billion and uh, municipal government budget by 1.4 t- uh, uh, trillion won. So all in all, it, it seems like the, the opposition party was uh, pushing hard for the social welfare mm-hmm. and, and um, uh, those built those uh, budgets that support uh, small businesses and energy. Uh, but uh, what has gone out was the the reserve bill was that was not really as specified as what the use was. Uh, but uh, I, I think the biggest one is the municipal government budget uh, being cut because uh, it relates to the educational yeah. kind of brouhaha that we are having. Right. Let's, we're going to set aside all the political arguments. Uh, the opposition had wanted more subsidies given to those industries hurt by the Korea uh, FTAs with various countries, especially China, the, the, the budget allotted to those state history textbooks, which are all kind of hot-button political issues. But you alluded right. to the education bill, and this has a political component because then-candidate Pakana said, "Hey, look, we are going to be the ones that uh, put the bill for this uh, nudie curriculum or nudie free child care." They did reach an agreement. The central government will be chipping in uh, from this. Uh, what what do you make of that situation? Local government is basically saying there's no money to pay for this. Yeah, there, there's a tug of war, which is really hard to understand if you, if you just look at the issue. Well, there was a discussion about making the three to five-year-olds education free uh, that started in 2012 and expanded to uh, 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 started with the five-year-olds and then expanded to three or four-year-olds as well but what was missing in that in there was that um, is the, the question about how to fund it and the national government just said uh, it's going to be uh, borne by the municipal governments uh, uh, local school boards And local school boards resisted, and they did not really take that into their budget uh, this year. Uh, last year was the same thing. Last year was uh, uh, somewhat resolved by the national government kind of uh, uh, forking 500 billion won uh, to it. But this year they uh, cut it to 300 billion won in terms of uh, kind of expediency 
budgets. So the the old question of who's responsible for this budget has not been solved and is still at a standstill. This kind of sort of affects me personally because uh, my two boys are actually right in that three to five year uh, age uh, group. But again, it's the issue of who's going to pay for it. Uh, us as parents, we feel like financially it's very difficult um, and we can't Really, I don't want to be involved personally in that whole lottery system with trying to get mm-hmm. the kid into right. the uh, kindergartens a, a couple years earlier where it's like 100 to 1 ratios and whatnot. However, daycare gets expensive. Is this increased funding about 300 billion won from the central government enough? No, probably not. Uh, because what, what the school board was saying is that they need about 2.1 trillion won uh, to uh, uh, completely fund this. But the 300 billion won is, it's not a the drop in the bucket, but uh, it's very uh, deficient yeah. in, in terms of that number. But the national government saying, well, the local school board has always had a leftovers. Uh, if you collect them up, uh, that amounts to about $4 billion. So uh, this should not be a big of a problem if they um, kind of put, put the budgets in the proper uses and, and be frugal about it. But the local school board is, this is something that the national government has not understood about uh, uh, municipal government's uh, budgeting and the expenses. So this lack of understanding, lack of, uh, you know, dialogues uh, probably is not helping uh, towards resolving this issue. And um, I I think the bigger issue is that the municipal government simply thinks that the 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 central government is uh, kind of bulldozing this through uh, mm-hmm. without much discussion. So I, I think that their tough and very um, kind of resolute stance will uh, still continue. And it feels like public perception will seem to be that the central government... It, it, I mean, I'm just saying, if you look at the consensus, that the central government really does... It would help if they could step up to the plate a bit more, right? I, I think that's the, the, the only solution at this point. Right. But uh, their principal uh, position was that, well, for those education, uh, 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 preschool education is a local board's responsibility. So that uh, principle has not changed. Defense, 3.6% increase. Uh, This is, it seems like a big increase, but it's actually less than what the uh, government had originally uh, uh, wanted what do you make of the defense budget? If essentially, I, I guess the KFX budget is what a lot of people have been talking about. Right, the KFX budget has gone up a little bit, uh, but not as much as the government aspired to. Uh, the the biggest increase comes from the the need to hire or the 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 uh, get more soldiers because uh, there were soldiers were waiting uh, to uh, get, get into the training field. And there are uh, about 10,000 more soldiers next year uh, to kind of unclog that uh, backlog. And what uh, goes with it is a better food living environment to kind of fit the 21st century Mm -hmm. um, environment. But I I think that that's just making it a little bit better than the leapfrog uh, improvement. But those are necessary items. So uh, I, I think that this modest increase uh, does not really meet the expectation of the the defense-minded uh, uh, leaders, but 
uh, I think that they'll have to do because it has mm. to balance with uh, any other areas of the budget. Well, this is a very wonky news digest discussion so far. Uh, there was actually a lot of legislation that passed, so uh, we are actually focusing quite a bit on policy. Our next topic mm-hmm. is economic bills. Uh, the two parties did agree on various things, uh, notably one, uh, I think, which is to the dismay of many people who are religious, uh, taxes imposed on clergy members starting in 2018 and on vehicles for business use. Uh, first, w- what is your reaction to the tax revision bill? Well, this has been long coming. This has been in the discussion for quite a while. And to make, you know, make it completely clear, this is not a tax on the religious establishments. Church are not being taxed or temples are not being taxed, but the individual clergy members are being taxed on their, on their um, uh, salaries. So uh, this has, has been in the issue and some clergy members have been uh, paying the tax voluntarily yeah. anyway. So I think there is a uh, somewhat of a consensus that they should be uh, paying taxes if they're uh, getting the salaries uh, from the non-profit organization, which are uh, churches and temples. Not too controversial for you is what you're saying, basically. No, I don't, I don't think so. I, I think it's a fairness issue where uh, even though they are clergy members, uh, they're not being persecuted on the yeah. religious ground. Uh, they're getting benefits because their religious establishment is uh, non-taxable. Yeah, I mean, we have guys like Cho yong the pastor, who probably makes more than the entire revenue of this <laughs> right, <his old, laughs> TBS station. Kind of <laughs> one of items, but uh, I think that there is a responsibility for the clergy members to uh, be treated like the, any other taxpayers. Right. Very good points. Uh, what about this bill to improve or promote tourism and the other various bills? Uh, any, I suppose, just broad uh, reactions? I, I think that one kind of controversial uh, bill was to allow the hotels to be built near the schools. And, of course, people, you know, they imagine that this uh, love hotels yeah. being built around the schools. But, uh, of course, their intention is to kind of observe or... Uh, have more uh, room for uh, Overseas bona fide tours, yeah. uh, tours from from China and Japan. And that has been a kind of sore point of uh, need for quite a while. So I, I think if they manage it right, and they did try to do it by uh, passing uh, kind of ancillary regulations to make sure that it's not going to be a love hotels near the schools, so if they manage it right, but probably this will stim- stimulate the tourism industry. The big bone of contention, labor market reform. Uh, do you think uh, there is any room for compromise here? I think there should be. They did agree that they will pass these bills by the end of the year. But I, I don't know if they will be able to. They're certainly not going to be able to do it within the regular session. Uh, they have okay. to kind of go to uh, uh, the emergency session. But what is not a very good situation in this is that uh, all, all this issue uh, that has been discussed and uh, tripartite, tripartite uh, discussions has been going on, and uh, there was a broad consensus that these reform bills uh, should pass. Uh, but this this effort has been linked especially from the opposition party, to the general election next year. So they, they have the need to uh, have a visible stance mm-hmm. uh, 
uh, on this. So I, I think it's unnecessarily making this process lengthy and delayed and more contentious than it needs to. Well, speaking of contentious, our next topic, uh, this is something that uh, I suppose as a legal scholar, um, it could have affected you back in the day when you were a student, but these habapkoshi, uh, the state-run bar exam, the government had said we're going to do away with it. Uh, there was some backlash. People were opposed to this wholesale change, overall opposed to this new law school system right now right. in place. Uh, they said, okay, we're going to maybe slow things down. We're going to abolish this. Uh, we'll delay that by 2021. Uh, now, today, they're saying that's not a final decision. I suppose, uh, what is your reaction and, I suppose, the government's thinking right now? I th I think that this whole uh, issue uh, is not a, a small issue. I, I think uh, it is understandable that there should be a, some period to look at how it has progressed and how it should be fixed. But uh, the way it was announced by the the, the ministry, I, I think it just caused uh, unnecessary alarm in the students. So. Uh, including our school, uh, these law school students have just walked out. They're not mm -hmm. going to school. They're they're not taking the final exams. Oh wow! And uh, they they hand in their their um, their resignation papers. Wow! <laughs> so to speak. So they're uh, very strongly reacting to this, and the court. Uh, also said that this is news to us and there has not been any discussion and this kind of important announcement. By the way, this is an important announcement if they're really resolute in this because the current law says it's going to be abolished in 2021. So, I mean, uh, 2017. So if they are serious about this, this requires a legislative action from the National Assembly. So in order to get that happen, you have to approach it more cautiously than just blurting out, mm -hmm. as it seems, that, uh, ooh, they think that, that this is a good idea to extend it to 2021. Well, I, I'm just wanting to follow up on that uh, reaction from the public and from the various students. You mentioned your school right now. I, I suppose it's a bit of a tense time then, not just for the students, but for the administrators and for the professors like yourself. Right. Um, we are all concerned about this. Uh, we we uh, know that there has been discussions about the maintaining the current system uh, longer, but uh, in order to have a resolution, you have to think about or the debate about why we're having this discussion. I, I think a lot of people raise the concern that Sabokoshi or the current uh, previous bar exam has been a way for these people uh, to step up in, in no more hands of the world, right? Right, right. But uh, I'm kind of skeptical about that argument a little bit. Although there is a legitimate argument that you have to have a system where uh, some people can do uh, well and excel uh, without having the benefit of wealthy parents and, and so on and so forth. But I uh, think about the proposition. Well. The, the previous bar exam has been the spe stepping stone for those have-nots to become uh, somebody. I mean, it, it does sound like, well, if you pass the bar, then you become somebody. I, I, I don't think that whole premise is s skeptical because 
whole law school system that we have is that we'll make quality lawyers so that they will uh, uh, start functioning as a service professionals, not as somebody who would be, uh, pass the bar and become uh, somebody with uh, elite and having all kinds of uh, uh, privileges in the society. I mean, isn't that what we are trying to resist, that we we're trying to get rid of all those yeah. uh, kind of privileged positions only because they are... But the how then does your school, like Kyungi, shake off the image? Oh, all those students of Professor Song Zedian, they're just a bunch of spoiled rich kids with silver spoons. They've never had to work hard for their lives. They just have, Parents have a bunch of money and they're going to law school. They're going to get that ticket me as a poor kid, I don't have that chance. There's got to be a way to combat that kind of public sentiment, right? Uh, so, so far, even in under this system, we have about 40% to some schools have a higher percentage of uh, scholarships given to students. And we'll probably have to kind of jig so that it, the most needy students get it rather than those rich kids who has also a good scores. Yeah. Uh, and uh, there, there should be ways to kind of make it easier for the students to finance their their uh, education period. But think about this. Before this law school has come around, uh, the average uh, time that those people uh, spent to pass the previous bar exam uh, has been about five years or six years. So uh, during that period of time, uh, they had to spend, you know, whether they're in Shilimdong or somewhere uh, finance their uh, lodgings and also um, th- those uh, period where they have to, you know, go to uh, institutions or uh, get the educations uh, that way. So uh, some people uh, calculated it, and in large part, uh, it doesn't make much difference okay. as to going to three years of law school. So uh, I'm sure there are Romi Han case and, and uh, we can find those exceptional cases where people having nothing, you with just a hope and with zeal, they uh, pass the pass the bar and right. become somebody. But we can recreate that kind of things within the current system mm. if people put their mind to it. I was saying uh, earlier this week when the news came out is in Korea there is this very iconic, very compelling image of that poor, struggling law student who's holed up in that Koshiwan in Shilimdong, just struggling, eating ramen and, and studying for years on years on years to pass this exam. Maybe that image will change, but as you say, there's got to be a balance with how we can do it where anyone can feel, look, I'm smart enough, I can do it. It doesn't matter where, what my parents do. Right. Uh, I'm looking at this argument from a law school's point of view, uh, obviously, so I'm a little bit biased. But the, the, the image about this, uh, this where a previous bar exam as some kind of social ladder, that's a commendable one. But th- what we really need from the law school professionals, law professionals, is a quality law pro- uh, professions with a diverse backgrounds, with a kind of very uh, structured uh, instructions, so that they will have a, a a agility in thinking about different situations, rather than just mm-hmm. having uh, sit in the same room for a number of period period of years. So I, I think that if there was that thinking to make the law professionals more diverse and more 
more adaptable to the today's situation, then probably there's a good argument that we should stick to it okay. and fix the ones that um, uh, things like having not, not having the social ladder. Mm. We could do it in a financial means. Uh, it's great. This could have been a, a panel discussion on its own <laughs> right now. Uh, final topic here, Professor Song. Another massive rally scheduled to take place tomorrow in central Seoul. Initially, police said, no way, we're not going to allow this to happen. But the court said, look, it doesn't mm-hmm. look like the protesters are planning any violent activities here. Uh, are you, uh, how do you foresee it's going to happen? It looks like there is a potential for clashes, but now I think both people are mindful of the PR aspects of this as well. I, I think it's exactly right. Last time, the, the metal pipes and the fire bombs. Uh, I, I think those are not really acceptable to the general public. Um, the, the protest is legitimate. Uh, the, there's a widespread kind of discontent in this society for whatever reasons. I think it should be vented if they want to, and the, the peaceful demonstrations is a hallmark over democracy anyway, so it should be permitted. Um, but if it gets violent, uh, I, I don't think it uh, helped the cause of national dialogue and, and getting to the root cause of why we are having right. discontent and dialogues. But on the flip side, there is also the peer aspect for the police and the government officials. Because some of the viral videos, yes, we saw some of the, the, the protesters with pipes and now the whole discussion with masks and them climbing on buses and all of that. But again, some of the viral videos depicted the police being abusive towards the protesters, whether it's through the fire, the water cannons and, and all of that. So it does seem like uh, restraint needs to be shown on both sides if they don't want to have... Oh, absolutely. I, I think the police tomorrow, uh, they will be pretty cautious, I hope, uh, about using the water cannons. And they will have to absolutely secure the evidence that there is turning violent and you have to kind of uh, nip it in the bud. In, in that case, they'll use the cannon, water cannon. And uh, by golly, I think there will be a lot of uh, TV or mm-hmm. the, the cameras that is kind of with eagle's eye looking right. for something the, that will go the, the viral provocation. for their viewers. Yeah. Right. So but my personal uh, uh, opinion is that you know, because the, the way the society is having, uh, kind of going through the period of a uh, little bit of struggle, frustration, and not having a clear vision for what Korea should be in the 21st and 22nd centuries, well, uh, uh, vent it out a little yeah. bit. I think we should allow that. Allow people to vent, but at the same time, of course, uh, keep things as nonviolent as possible. I think that's the sentiment everyone can share, except for the small minority that maybe have uh, ideas, different ideas. Professor Song, as always, uh, thank you very much for joining us. A great discussion, as always. I hope you have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. My pleasure. That was Professor Song Seryan. That was News Digest, and that ends our program for tonight as well as for this week. We will be back Monday for another brand new edition of Primetime. We hope you enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the rest of your evening. My name is Henry Shin. Goodbye.